Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and always happy you're listening. Well, somehow I missed this DeMar Hamlin interview, I guess because I don't watch these morning shows. But um, right after the Super Bowl, uh, Michael Strahan with ABC interviewed uh, DeMar Hamlin and uh, asked him some pretty, you know, I guess questions he didn't want to answer. And I just thought it was an interesting interview. And I want to, I want to play, uh, I want to play the interview, but, um, I'm going to play, there's going to be a long, I'm going to play these long pauses because I want you to hear how long DeMar Hamlin kind of, uh, you know, kind of stammers around before he answers Michael Strahan's question. So Michael Strahan, you know, like I said, is on Good Morning America, but he's also a commentator, I believe for Fox uh, for, for football. So he's, you know, he's an ex football player himself. You know, used to play for the New York giants really, uh, really has really transitioned, you know, superbly into, uh, the good morning America world and kind of is right in his element, you know, interviewing DeMar Hamlin. But the, the, the part that's mysteriously missing from this interview and it's, obvious, you know, is, Hey, were you vaccinated? You know, uh, what do you think? What do you think the, um, the odds are that the vaccination caused this now, just to remind you, um, you know, the NFL was requiring vaccination of all their players and really only, only a handful, I think went unvaccinated people like Aaron Rodgers, for example, but the vast majority of them did get, um, vaccinated. Now, I don't know if the NFL went as so far as to require a particular type of vaccine like Moderna or Pfizer, or if they just left that up to the players, but uh, they were definitely mandating it. And, um, and of course, like I said, this is, this is mysteriously absent from this conversation. So let's, uh, let's let uh, Michael Strahan kind of introduce this subject and let's dive into the interview and action <laughs> buffalo bill safety demar hamlin has come a long way since collapsing on the field during monday night football just six weeks ago now another bills player is down maybe hamlin the 24 year old survived in sudden cardiac arrest as millions watched on live television well this is the last thing you want to see let's go back to january 2nd how are you feeling before the game and when you were out there. Normal? Super normal. Feeling great. Can you tell me what you remember about the game up until the hit? I remember the things that we were focused on going into the game, just trying to get a win. So in the course of the game, you have the hit. You make the tackle. Do you remember standing up after you make that tackle? That's something I don't really want to get into deep into in the details of. So I intentionally left that long pause in there. I didn't clip it out. Uh, 
because, and if you're watching this, it's a little bit more obvious. I mean, they left that long pause in the interview, but you can kind of see DeMar Hamlin kind of going over this in his mind, like, uh, okay, this is, this is where the guys in the suits, you know, probably this is where they told me, don't say anything about this and don't say anything about that. He's like, he's going through the laundry list in his head of all the things he's not supposed to talk about. And I, you know, look, that's not even that serious of a question. You know, he basically just is trying to understand, you know, what do you remember, you know, from the game? He asked him the first question, Hey, do you remember, you know, getting out there and warming up and what were you thinking? And he's, you know, he basically said, Hey, you know, we were, I, I was thinking about our strategy and what we were talking about that it was going to take to win and all these kinds of things. And then he goes to the next step. Well, do you, do you remember, you know, standing up after you made that hit? And mysteriously, he doesn't want to get into that. Now, we don't know whether DeMar Hamlin, you know, remembers anything there. But I just think it's interesting that he paused for such a long time. Almost like, you know, you're asking someone who's being tried for murder or something about their whereabouts or, you know, they're, they're on uh, 60 minutes or 48 hours or something. And they don't want to say anything to incriminate themselves. Obviously there's nothing he can do to incriminate himself. So he's, he, he's evidently covering for the NFL or, or something. And I, and I, it's not clear, um, what he's covering for, but, um, you know, there's, there's clearly something there. Um, now there was one of the thing I want to, I want to talk about something here real quick. You know, when this happened, you know, people, people on, on Twitter, for example, were speculating that, oh, this is the COVID vaccine. You know, he's, he's experiencing myocarditis, uh, and heart failure due to myocarditis or something like that. And there was a lot of criticism uh, in the press about people speculating about what had happened to DeMar Hamlin. But just the interesting thing about that, and I don't know if you remember this, but there were people on TV speculating um, in other ways. They were uh, speculating about this commotio cordis or whatever it's called. It's, it's a particular uh, part of your heart rhythm where if you get hit in the chest at just the right moment, your, your heart can get go into cardiac arrest or stop. And so people were speculating about that. I, myself, I just tell you, I was watching it live. And when I saw it, I thought, Oh man, that, that dude, uh, that's a, that's a, uh, that's some sort of cardiac event brought on by the, the vaccine. Now I don't know for sure. That's just my opinion. But it's, it's mysteriously missing from this interview. The ambulance is out there on the field, and they are intensely working on DeMar Hamlin. The assistant athletic trainer, Denny Kellington, he came out and administered CPR to you, alerted everyone else that the situation was pretty serious. I owe Denny my life, literally. Uh, you know him just... just you know, he loves to say he was just doing his job, but, mm -hmm. and which is true, that night he was literally the savior of my life, you know, administrating CPR on me. And that's something I'm, I'm, I'm truly thankful for and I don't take for granted. Have you gone back and looked at the video of the hit? 
Um, I, I watched it once or twice while I was in the uh, mm. in the ICU, but you know, I, I really couldn't watch it too much. So, and what I, was that like to watch that? Uh, just a crazy feeling, something I, I can't even describe yet. Something I'm still processing. Uh, something I'm still trying to work through. You know, why it happened to me. Clearly, this is a, a really nice young man, this Damar Hamlin. Uh, he's very humble. He's very grateful for this this uh, trainer, uh, Denny Kellington. And, um, you know, he's just a, an impressive young man. I think a lot of these guys in the NFL are, you know, they're a little bit arrogant. And I don't know, they're just, their attitudes are such that it's kind of a turnoff. But, but this guy, this DeMar Hamlin, is... Um, seems to be a really upstanding young man. I think he's only 24. And you know, I'm I'm just I'm kind of impressed with the guy personally. I didn't know anything about him. I don't even think I've ever seen him interviewed. I'm not a huge follower of the NFL. I do like to watch, you know, the big games when it gets close to the Super Bowl, but you know, I don't know a lot about many of these players to be honest. Uh, but the guy's clearly grateful um to his trainer and uh, his family and um, but you know I think it's a it's normal when something like that happens to you to to kind of go well you know well, why me you know well, how come how come I'm drew the short straw you know and uh, I think that's normal but um, again no speculation about whether or not uh, he was vaccine injured um, I think it's highly likely that this is a case of vaccine injury. Uh, but I guess because the NFL was requiring them to vaccinate, that maybe they don't want this out there because it, you know, I guess it potentially layers on some liability for them and they just want to steer clear of that. What is the first thing you remember when you started to wake up? Uh, just hearing family members, uh, my mom, my dad, friends that were there, um, just just kind of hearing certain people, certain conversations around me, and you know, just trying to tie it all together. The first thing I said when I woke up was, "Did we win?" You know, I was yeah, dude. Thinking about the Do you game. realize <laughs> when I saw that, I said, "Okay, he's an athlete. He's committed." Because mm -hmm. you wake up and you're sitting, and you're going, "Did we win?" Your mind is still on the game. I'm competitive. I'm playing with my full heart, my everything I got in me. That competitive nature in me was just still just thinking about the game and I just wanted to know like did we win? Like and I said, what did they tell you? He, he said I won. Yes, I won. I won the game of life. Man, that's an understatement. You know, if that had happened to him somewhere else, you know, not on a football field with all these people that have all these skills and know how to handle a situation like that. Um, it could have been very different for DeMar Hamlin. In fact, that's probably why, you know, some of these sudden deaths, there's just, there's no recovery for most people because it's happening somewhere where there's just not a lot of people that can help them uh, standing around or, or, or it's happening and maybe people are just kind of bewildered, like what just happened and they don't really know. And, um, but yeah, this guy, um, He's grateful, he's humble, and he has won the game of life, at least so far. And um, I, I like I, I like 
the way he's looking at it. I, I think, um, you know, it's it, it, to me it's a sign of maturity. I mean, again, this is a young man. He's only 24. Um, but he's um, he seems to be well-grounded. And, and I just like it. I like, I like that he's uh, got some perspective on this. You know, it, it's unfortunate that he's been asked, I think, to kind of keep quiet because um, he, he seems like a very grounded person and probably has some uh, rational and um, uh, useful thoughts on what happened to him. But um, it doesn't look like we're ever going to hear about it unless his NFL career ends uh, let's say he just can't come back and play football and a couple of years from now he's interviewed again once he's out from under the the thumb of the NFL and he opens up uh, for the public at that time but um, it's it's you know for me someone who's been following COVID as closely as I have and and reporting on these sudden deaths and all these medical anomalies it's it's especially frustrating because um, most of these, to the extent that we've had any kind of uh, impact on high profile people, they've they've just died and we didn't know. You know, we never got to talk to them, right? And so we don't know too much about um, uh, whether or not they were vaccinated, that kind of thing. And uh, this this young man has survived, and it's frustrating because we still don't know. We don't know anything about his particular situation, and uh, and we and we're left here to speculate, which is uh, particularly frustrating, especially for someone like me who's covered this so closely. I feel like, and uh, from many different angles, uh, and I I believe kind of rationally. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm irrational about the reporting I've had on COVID and the effects of the mRNA. Uh, uh, shots and things like that but um anyway it's just a little bit frustrating for me but i'm glad that this young man is you know alive and he's uh safe at least for the time being and uh it's just frustrating that we're not learning more about what happened did doctors ever come to you and say you know this could have gone another way yeah pretty much when they you know just just even saying um you know you won the game of life Mm -hmm. uh, that just kind of put things in perspective for me, you know, hearing it from the doctor. Things could have went differently in the details of the situation of everything that happened on the field. It could have been the last of me. Your doctors in Cincinnati, they called your recovery remarkable. I mean, three days on the ventilator, your neurological function is intact. I'm sitting here talking to you today. I feel like I wouldn't know anything ever happened to you. Um, why do you think your recovery is so remarkable? Uh, first and foremost, just just God, um, just a blessing, you know. I'm just thankful he gave me a second chance, you know, just to, to live normally and just, you know, not even, just come out almost without uh, a scratch on me, um, mm -hmm. just to be able to keep going. Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm impressed, again, with this, this young football player. Um, <clears throat> you know, he basically is, is very humble, right? He says, man, I, you know, I I give all the credit to God that I'm alive. Um, they've already given credit to the trainer. You know, getting getting on something like that quickly with with uh, CPR is very important. You know, because you can once your brain is not perfused with blood, the brain starts to die. You start to lose 
brain function. And clearly this guy hasn't lost any brain function. So they were able to get on, uh, react to his, his, uh, medical emergency very rapidly. Um, but still there's something about somebody who says, man, I don't know, you know, but God's given me a second chance. And, that, and I think that's, I, I like that about this guy, you know, so, um, but the, the question is still on everybody's mind. Why did this happen to DeMar Hamlin? And the frustrating thing about this interview is we really don't, you know, learn that much about that. Um, it, it, it really kind of, uh, has the appearance of just a, a human interest interview. And there've been hundreds of thousands, if not, uh, you know, well, let's just say hundreds of thousands of people have died under cir- similar circumstances. And there's just no interest in the media, um, in the medical world, um, anywhere really to, to try to understand why this is happening in, you know, as late as 2022 when, you know, COVID was, had basically disappeared, uh, in any, any kind of meaningful way, um, by the end of 2021. So why are we, you know, why are people dying? Why are people, you know, collapsing in 2022 and now in 2023? And I don't know, we might not ever get to the bottom of this. I mean, we just, um, in, 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 you know, the other thing I was thinking about the other day is how, how there's just two different realities. Um, and I don't know, I mean, you could, some of you could be listening now and, and have the reality that, COVID was legitimate. It was a real thing. Uh, we needed to take these vaccines and the vaccines saved us all. I mean, that's one view. Uh, my view is more, you know, like the thing was released on us intentionally or at least accidentally in China. And, and then, you know, they used it to lock us down, control us, then experiment on us. That's that's my view, and that, of course that's a it's a very extreme or radical view. But it, it to me it's just there. There's like these are the two realities. Um, uh, there are people like me that see it the way I see it, and there are other people that are still talking about it like it's some sort of serious health threat. And again, it's just unfortunate that something high profile like this didn't you know shed a little bit more light on the situation. After Hamlin was discharged from the ICU, the question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, can run circles around me right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, That's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we, we still processing and I'm, 
still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. So you get this long, uncomfortable pause after this question, right? He's, he kind of sets it up and he says, look, you're, you're in peak physical condition. You know, you're you know, just a top shelf athlete or whatever. And, you know, what did, what did the doctor say? You know, what, how could this have happened to you? You know, kind of is the implication, right? And it's like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you got this long pause again, seemingly as he runs through, you know, the third rails that the NFL lawyers told him to stay away from probably again, speculation. I have no idea, but it just seems like that kind of situation. And the reason I played, you know, that question and the long pause, and then the next question from Michael Strahan seems to come abruptly in, in a different subject. Like he, he, he immediately starts in and says, well, I know from my experience, you know, that the NFL tests you a lot. And um, did anybody ever say you had any problems within the NFL? You know, that kind of thing. But the interesting thing about that is is – you know there had to be some it, there's there just had to be some sort of reaction from Michael Strahan after he said uh you know that's just something I want to stay away from but notice we didn't see anything like that i mean it just it just cut into this next question like like after he answered that's where they stopped they they edited something out and then just immediately started in with this new this other question so to me, there was something edited away from that segment, like some sort of follow-up question from Michael Strahan. And I think that's very interesting and in, in telling. Uh, I don't think it's likely that that's one piece of continuous tape that rolled from DeMar Hamlin saying, uh, that's something I want to stay away from, and then Michael Strahan immediately going, well, I know from my experience, you know, there's always a lot of testing, you know, that just, just seems kind of suspicious to me. And again, I mean, there's nothing really we can say about all this other than uh, they're not telling us the whole story, which is not unusual. The media, you know, is very good at that, you know, obscuring, you know, what what is it that uh, Michael Malice says there? It's... Uh, it's factual, but not truthful. You know, we've talked about this before. Like when you go into a courtroom, you have to put your hand on the Bible, raise your right, you put your left hand on the Bible, raise your right hand, and you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And the reason they they make you say all that instead of just saying, I promise to tell the truth, is because you can have uh, what are known as lies by omission. Um. In other words, you can just obscure the reality by just omitting certain facts. And effectively, that's lying. In fact, in the eyes of a courtroom, that is lying. That's perjury. And that's why they that's why they ask you to take that oath. And so you've kind of got that kind of situation in this interview, is there's just there's lies by omission. And it's the it's this third rail, you know, I think the media I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what ultimately is gonna be the the fallout of the whole COVID response, 
But certainly the media, uh, if there is a fallout, there's got to be some huge mea culpa by the media because they, they push this thing. They didn't dig into it uh, really hard. Uh, they didn't show opposing views. They just went with the government propaganda straight down the line. And, you know, a lot of people were harmed. And, and, a, and a lot died. A lot, whole bunch of people are harmed, but then a whole bunch of people died as well. So, um, if this ever sees the light of day, you know, a lot of these people in the media, I've, I've wondered myself, you know, like, how do you, how do you reconcile that? You know, like if you're Rachel Maddow, for example, and you told people that you should get this vaccine because it'll it'll not only protect you, but it'll protect your family and those around you and it'll help stop the spread. Okay. All of that now we know is a lie. Um, now she might not have been lying on purpose, but she was just parroting, you know, the government talking points, but anybody with a conscience, okay. That, that did that once they, once there's the full realization of the truth, that's got to have some sort of effect on them, a negative effect. Because, you know, I don't believe, I don't like Rachel Maddow's politics, but I'm sure she has a conscience and doesn't mean harm to anybody. You know, I mean, I don't think she's, you know, evil. And so I, I've often wondered, you know, what what is going to be, how are these people going to deal with that uh, when and if we, kind of learn the full truth. You know, we're already starting to learn the truth about the lab leak. You know, we went from, oh, there's no way that that's a lab leak to, well, you know, it could have been a lab leak, but we haven't been able to confirm. To now it's, well, it's likely that it was a lab leak and the Chinese have covered it up. I mean, that's that's quite a ways to go from the initial... Uh, response and, and, and all the fallout from people that were pushing that and, you know, the other people calling people uh, xenophobes and racist and all kinds of things for, for publicly stating those positions. I mean, the whole COVID thing, if you think about it, it's just a very crazy, it's like, it's like half the world lost its mind. I mean, it really is that way. There was this and, you know, we've heard Dr. Robert Malone talk about this, this uh, mass psychosis, mass formation, mass formation psychosis or something like that. But it really does seem that, it, that something like that happened because of these different realities. I felt like it was important just to show strength to them uh, so they could keep going for me. And they were just so happy to see me. So um, that was like a breath of fresh air. How tough was it for you? to watch the team in the playoffs and not be out there on the field with them. Oh, it's very tough. It was it was super tough. It was a uneasy feeling. Uh, I really couldn't I really couldn't settle in at all. I definitely understand that. I mean, you're used to being on the field. It's hard to watch. It's hard. How are you doing physically? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. You know, um, every morning I just uh, every morning every night. You know, I, I take ten deep breaths to myself, mm. um, and it, it it puts everything in perspective for me. Um, so I'm doing great. How about emotionally? Uh, I'm still working through things. I'm still trying to 
I'm still trying to process all the emotions and the, and the, the trauma that comes from, you know, dealing with a situation like that and not really having people around or, you know, like no one in my immediate circle who's dealt with something like that. You know, I'm listening to this kind of a rapid fire question session. And one of the things that occurred to me when I was watching it live, and I have no evidence for what I'm about to say, but it just felt like the other players were really, I mean, of course they were concerned for DeMar Hamlin. There's no doubt about it. But there was also some other kind of thing that was present. It seemed to me that they were worried for themselves. Like, they allowed themselves to think for a second, I wonder if this is related to the vaccine. Oh my gosh, I've had the vaccine, you know. So when they saw, you know, their teammate, and they were happy to see him and all this stuff, I'm, I'm sure that was at least some type of relief, you know, because you just can't, there, there, enough of these collapses and stuff have happened and enough people know about it that if, if somebody at your work or something like that, this happened to them immediately, you would think, Oh my gosh, you know, I hope this isn't vaccine related uh, because I know other people that have, been vaccinated or, or myself I've been vaccinated myself or whatever's running through your mind you're right and so it, it just seemed watching it live you had a different kind of feeling than just you know there's an injured player on the field uh, especially once that ambulance backed up onto the field I mean I I've, I've been watching football forever I don't recall ever seeing an ambulance actually roll out on the field um, now maybe it has happened, uh, but I don't recall that ever happening. But again, this, this young man is handling, uh, the situation, I think very, um, you know, very adult-like he's very humble. He's, um, he's thinking God, he's thinking his family. I mean, I just, I, I really hope that he is able to get back out on the field and play at some point. Um, you know, time will tell and, uh, maybe, maybe there's a, a treatment, uh, pattern that he can go through that'll help his heart heal and stuff. But that's such a physically demanding sport. You know, anytime you're playing at a professional level in anything, there's, it's physically demanding. And, uh, I would say the odds are probably pretty slim, but, you never know. I mean, the guy, guy's got a good attitude. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? Do you want to get yourself back on the football field? Uh, eventually, you know, that's, that's always the goal. But uh, I'm allowing that to be in God's hands. And did the doctors tell you it's possible? It's a tough situation. Uh, they, mm -hmm. you know, it's, they can't really tell because it's like, it's a up to me thing, I guess. Or, mm -hmm. or you know, it's, it's just, it's a long road. They just were worrying about trying to get me back to normal um, as as much as they can. Yeah, so you can hear a little shakiness in his voice. I mean, I'm sure it's, he's, you know, he's not confident for sure. And I'm sure his doctors are uh, have told him that he needs to prepare to step down from football. You know, I'm sure that's a conversation they've had. But uh, look, maybe, 
maybe it'll work out for him. Maybe he can get back in there. But um, I would like to learn more about what, what actually happened, uh, whether or not he was vaccinated. Um, that was clearly a third rail in this interview. And, you know, we've seen this before with the NFL. I mean, uh, the whole CTE deal, you know, with concussions. If you've ever seen that movie Concussion with Will Smith, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It's a great movie. But uh, they fought that, you know. They, uh, they, you know, this, this, the whole, any, anytime you have any uncertainty in any kind of business, it, the people that are on the top kind of advocate for the status quo. I mean, they, they don't know what the fallout can be and they don't know how to manage that risk. And, and, um, but when you're dealing with people's lives, um, you know, you, you have to take that more seriously. And I, and I suspect if, if some players do die or something like that happens, God forbid, uh, the NFL is probably going to get sued. They're probably going to be in some sort of legal jeopardy. These players love to be football players, but at the end of the day, um, they they are not afraid to sue their employer. Uh, we've seen we've seen that happen in the past. So, well, look, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, this is a little bit of a human interest story, but I wanted to I wanted to do it because it was such a high profile situation, you know and um, I was just kind of waiting for something, some, something like this to come along to really talk about this in more detail. But, um, it's unfortunate we didn't learn any more than we did from it, but I think it's gone a long way to really, um, I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot more people out there, I, I believe that are kind of going, Oh man, I wonder if this is vaccine related, you know? I think it's it's put it out there in a way that you know only the NFL, only something happening within the NFL could could make happen. You know, so um, in in that sense, it's a very important story. Um, it's not so much about liberty or freedom or anything like that, but um, uh, but it, it, this COVID thing was just a crazy time, and I think there's going to be fallout for years on this. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Um, It's always a pleasure to speak with you and share kind of what's going on in my head with regards to some of these topics. And um, if you you enjoy these topics, if you enjoy the program, share the program with somebody you like, somebody you don't like, somebody you work with or whatever. But as always, come back and listen. And if you do come back and listen, I'll be here tomorrow to do it all over again on Who Gets to Decide.